do you guys think about this whole? I don't. I don't know what, what to call it. If if it, if it's even fear mongering or what, but like this this whole like, are we in a recession slash? we aren't slash we are what what do you guys from think your business from your business per, from your business's perspective and what suggests that we are or are not in a recession hmm. what a great question i think some of it is uh, how are you planning to grow mm-hmm. you know for us um we can grow locations we can grow service trucks. We can grow, you know, some inventory. Um, you guys are sitting at 120 trucks, a couple hundred trailers. Mm-hmm. When you think about, and if, if the trailer is available and the truck is available, do you want to go out and buy a bunch right now? Right. Do you want to add on to your warehouse? You know, we, we were looking at buying some other property to, to grow some more stores. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes because that interest rate just keeps going. And I know that, man, to service that debt is going to require, you know, more, more effort. Right. Mm-hmm. And the, the more effort part scares me because I don't, even though we've, our turnover has been pretty quiet for the last probably 18 months, I know that something's getting ready to give uh, where we're going to have to fight for our employees a little bit. And it's right. hard to grow when you're trying to find bodies. Right. So um, with prices coming down, interest rates going up, um, I, we're, we're anxious, but uh, it's almost like you just got to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. I think you got to do it. I think right now, like the whole kind of world is in a little bit of like a limbo. Like we just got done with COVID. Like, well, I don't want to say just got done with COVID, but it was officially announced that COVID is no longer a pandemic. Right. Um, So, so I think that, that, like you said, the prices are coming down, interest rates are going up, but I think that the, the real, um, the real tell to, to, to really see if we're in a recession is when they start dropping those interest rates. Yeah, are we, we, we going to go right back up with uh, with the inflation, you know? The, the funny thing is those interest rates that are hiking and being in sort of like that recession, that economic decline, the weird thing is we're in this position, like just if you look in our county right now, there's a lot of building projects. Um, some were set back several months, mm-hmm. six, to eight, six to 12, sometimes 18 months because they blew away in that tornado. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those projects are finishing now. Right. And so we're just about to get into this point where a lot of these buildings and a lot of these factory expansions like Holly's got to over here. Right. They're going to need people. And so there is this weird thing that's been going on since COVID's kind of quote unquote ended where you're like, there's so many jobs mm. and there's so much unemployment, but there's no people applying for these jobs. We don't have people coming in every day, dropping off resumes. I'm sure you don't have drivers stopping and, hey, I'm looking to switch company right. every day. Right. But that's going to happen. Like there's going to be a mass displacement of employees because all of these projects and all of these factories are starting to finish up. All these warehouses, like if you go out into the industrial complex on the north mm-hmm. side of town, there's three major buildings out there that are getting roofed and finished yeah. out and yeah. so by the end of the summer i'm sure some things are going to start moving and so i think that's going to be a huge tail on where where next year and the year after we're coming up on election year is going to land but i feel like greed plays a part in that, in- that interest rate too because if they know more people are making more money and you're going to have to have it they're going to drive down certain goods and drive up interest rates 
you know, it's just going to be harder for folks, especially middle class and lower middle class to survive in that. But there's a little bit about our industry that's kind of protected. Mm-hmm. You know, things, 80%. things yeah. still need to move by a truck in this country. Absolutely. So 80%. Truck yes, <laughs> you know, uh, that's, you're a little bit protected. I think in, I think in, um, I think in college we called that non-elastic supply or the non-elasticity, <laughs> non-elasticity of supply. So yeah. like it means that like yeah. when the demand goes up and yeah. down, the supply is going to stay the same yeah. or the, vice versa. We I, look at it like 80% of the goods moved by a truck and trailer tire. Right. And yeah. when they put rockets on them, we'll just learn how to work on rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the answers for us is going to be um, the companies that, that fall to uh, you know either a bankruptcy or they just you know they can't do it anymore. Right. You know so much of our business is changed from a cash transaction mm. over to a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Where a credit. The, right. the, the the manufacturers of tires they they despise us but they need us. Right. They 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 would love to just hey I'm Michelin here's your Michelin just write a check to Michelin. And so the, the, the business is changing where the manufacturers want to, to have a, a program for that customer. Mm-hmm. And all we're doing is filling out a piece of paper that says, hey, this guy got eight tires and we give that to Michelin. They pay us back for that tire that we bought from them. And then they give us a little, a little commission. We're working with the same delivery commissions we were 35 years ago. It's crazy. 35 years. 35 wow. years ago. But owner-operator numbers were here and company drivers were here. And now it's like this. Right. So the people buying all these tires are these big trucking companies. Yeah. And they have a relationship with Bridgestone. They have a relationship with Michelin or Goodyear or wherever. So we're a little bit protected in the fact that if... If I deliver 10 tires, you know, to this guy, Michelin said, hey, it's great. They're a good customer. No problem. Michelin pays me. But then that customer never pays Michelin. Right. And all of a sudden they go out of business. Well, I'm okay. I got, I was protected in in that situation. And so that's a little bit more of our at ease. So the recession or the inflation, it kind of, it doesn't quite hit our business as hard as, yeah, you don't take on all the risk yeah. as and, as and, much as the manufacturers. And that's because we're on the commercial side. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we we got out of the retail business. Right, I mean, we right, got right. done with you know working on you know somebody's Honda Accord because that's not our passion. Right. But that's a cash transaction. Right, right, right. And right. those cash transactions, I think, are going to be going away. You know, a lot of manufacturers are shipping tires straight to the end user for a car tire. Wow. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can call up Goodyear; they'll they'll send tires right to your house. You got to haul those tires over to somebody, get them put on. Yeah. But that's the future. The future is that the the the, the tire dealer the is, a, is a labor right. uh, transaction, not a product transaction, and that that scares us a little bit. Um, talking about the future, what do you guys mm. would say I love the future. is yeah. <laughs> the next big thing coming out of the tire industry? Mm. What about airless tires? Have you guys seen those? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of that in the industrial side and some in the ag side mm-hmm. for, for airless stuff. I've not seen a lot of that in the, 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 the commercial. The, one of the big hangups for that is um, the, the retread 
<clears throat> end of the deal. Mm -hmm. Most tires are still retreadable. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we have 19 retread plants. They all do 60,000 retreads a year. Wow. If you look at the top 100 most profitable trucking companies in the United States, 98 of them have a retread somewhere in their their business model. In their business model, so they haven't found a way to take that airless thing and and, and kind of get a retread put on it. Right. So that's kind of you know what do you do with this thing once you take it off? You know, right, this, right, right, you know, right. does it just go into a landfill? So th that's going to be a minute. Um, you know, tracks are coming out on stuff. It's that's not that's not going to hit the trucking industry. Right. I think, is probably. I, I think that's probably the yeah. biggest What's thing that? is you knowing a couple of things about every one of your tires. Tire pressure monitoring system. Oh, you, you know okay, exactly okay, how okay, much okay, air is okay. in it. You know what temperature it's running at, mm -hmm. and you know exactly where that tire is in the world. I think that that's the future is you taking that asset and bringing it into your company and you now know enough things about it to protect that asset. Where these big companies, I mean, you wouldn't believe what happens. The, they'll have a truck driver that'll take some Swift trailer to Albuquerque and that truck driver will sell those eight tires and get, you know, eight Used. crappy tires put on seen it he'll yeah. call us and say hey oh, man i got man. this trailer but it needs some tires man and and so there's this craziness going on but if you could track that tire from cradle to grave right uh that's one thing so to know where that asset is at but the biggest killer of tires is still heat so when it gets hot when it gets a little bit low on air and it starts getting hotter and hotter and hotter to blow out that's still eight out of ten blowouts today that's a caused by heat heat wow yeah so how can we control that is making you and you aware that hey how how does that work like in what way are you able to see that information it's 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 just like every car from 2007 was mandated to have a, a tire sensor so it would just you be know? in the truck yeah. it, it, it's it's on the tire it's on the valve stem or it's it's mounted mm -hmm. in the tire and it's it, like your car tells you the driver yeah. you got a problem you're like oh there's a red light flashing well, that's already in existence. It's telling the driver. The problem is, is the drivers don't care. Right. No, they don't. You know, they don't. <laughs> you, 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 your dad knew what an air pressure gauge was. Yes. Unfortunately, these company drivers, they don't. They're not really interested in getting in there and getting that inside duel and checking. Right, right. I mean, it's, so, it's supposed to be part of a pre-trip, right. right? It's supposed to be. So now the, the, the idea is that you can sit at your computer and every day you, that computer can say, hey, this wheel position has a little problem. This wheel position has a little problem. You call your driver and say, hey, Bob, left rear outside needs attention. There's a loves up here on the right. Pull in there. And that's the future is information. Is information. To, pr to protect your asset, which is that tire. They're coming at it from two opposite ends already. Like there's already the auto inflation system that you guys have like in a lot of your trailers. Right. And so that does great because even if you have a nail in it, it's just pounding air into that tire to mm -hmm. keep it up. Mm -hmm. But the second it stops and it goes down, that's where the problem comes Right, in. right. The other end of it being with the current TPMS sensors and how they're set up, they're either installed in the tire, they're on a band around the wheel or they're on that valve stem. So there are a few companies that are working to marry all of that together and then it has a little tra a little transducer on mm -hmm. the trailer that sends it up to a satellite that rockets it to your email so you can get an alert on your phone that says, hey, man, you got a right front inside 
it's out. missing. Yeah. That's what I was picturing. So, yeah, they're an really, app or something on your phone. They're very close to that. They're, they're yeah. surprisingly close, but they're trying to, one of their challenges is how do you power a unit that's a drop unit, like a trailer, for instance? Mm. How do you know, and how do you marry the two systems if driver A drops trailer C, but driver B picks it up? How does that work and conjunct together? So they're working on their software, but they're getting close. And I think, you know, that's, that's probably the most obvious next breakthrough. So there, are, marry all there that are some things that we need to know, like how do you hit 17 under at crosswinds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's more interesting. <laughs> um, Mulligans. Mulligans. Where, where can we buy Chivapi here in Bowling Green? Um, Behar, Behar Cafe, right? Well, there it they is. also just opened Spiza uh, over there where... Uh, Shout out to Sasha. <laughs> Salad Works used to be. Oh, okay. I saw that sign. I didn't yeah. So good. He's, so he's, good. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. A, damn right. Yeah. Shout out to Sasha. Yeah. He just won Small Business Person of the Year. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Sponsor, right. sponsor right. us. Riley Sell. Riley Sell. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Um, thank you we, for having us. Tires are very important to us and in our industry. Um, so we're so thankful to have you guys as a loyal partner in our business um, industry. Well, before we leave, I, I wanted to ask you a question. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Um, what do you What do you see, you know, in, in your all's future? You know, you're, you're, you're coming in as a kind of a second generation. Uh, you're starting. Uh, there's a legacy to protect now. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it that you two would like to accomplish? I... Um if, if I may, <laughs> I think, oh, okay. But I think, um, what I want to accomplish is just to, 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 to be able to pivot away from, um, not completely away from this industry, but be able to, to go into different sex within, within, um, within trucking you know i i also well, within transportation within transportation yeah i um you know i'm working on um like a tech startup right now i'm uh trying to to develop a truck management software um which you know hopefully um will will cause some uh disruption in the in the tms industry um other than that i think i think everything is going to become automated at some point and powered by AI. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, obviously diesel engines are still going to run the world for the next, at least 30, 40, 50 years mm -hmm. until, you know, we can develop batteries that are, you know, powerful enough and strong enough to, to, to last as long as diesel. So I think, um, a lot of it is going to go to automated electric powered and AI driven, you know, mm -hmm. from top to bottom. I think the whole, you know, in a hundred years, it'll be, you press a button and you get, you know, McDonald's Coke and fried delivered to your door like that. Mm -hmm. Or a company like, like you guys get an order and, you know, you send a truck out and it goes by itself and it delivers it and it comes back and, you know, you get your bill lighting, everything gets paid, everything all with the press of a button. So I just think, I think a lot of it is going to get controlled by this huge AI craze that's going on. And, um, I disagree. Okay. I feel like it's like, that's like, yeah, very, I, love this. I feel like that's very wishful thinking. I feel like definitely not in our time, like lifetime will that happen? Um, I definitely, I don't see electric 
trucks really taking off anytime soon. Um, just with the things that we've talked about um, with like batteries and how are you going to have somebody drive a truck from Kentucky to California? How many times is that person going to have to stop and yeah. recharge their battery? How many times? It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Maybe in the future, they'll come up with something that does make sense. But right now I don't, I don't see that happening. Are you talking from like the perspective of the infrastructure, mm -hmm. like from an electric standpoint in America can't even sustain just everybody having an EV car like yes. one in five families have right a car yeah. how would you possibly power like 18 wheelers yeah. Yeah. plus trains yeah. plus <laughs> you know ships are run on diesel you got everything is basically runs on diesel I think the AI thing will be more delayed because of human nature I think there's a lot of fear that's coming in. Yeah, it like too. a lot of people are very. I mean, myself included, <laughs> hesitant when it comes to AI. Well, we're human beings are, are creatures of habit. So, like, if you look, like, if I look just within my industry, there was a time, even just since I started in 2010, where you couldn't call another guy who who worked at another store and talk to him about inventory issues or pricing or even geographically where the line and boundary is. Because just as humans, we have this tendency to build this wall around the things that we care about right. or the things that are provisionary in our life. Right. And so you keep this wall up and you keep everybody out because you don't want to know your secrets because you worked hard for those secrets yeah. and you bled on them right. and they're yours. Right. I think it's the same thing with AI. When you look at the trucking companies and stuff, there's a lot of guys like your dad who literally worked and worked with your mom to build this company and you guys who came in and worked. You're not going to want to just turn all that stuff over no. to a unmanned device to make decisions mm -hmm. about your future. A hundred percent. And so that AI thing, I think, will be very delayed in, in, in the trucking industry specifically yeah. just because of the way we're built and the way that we don't like – you know how we don't like the change in it like when i think back of how even just our software and listen this guy is is a genius everything that we have in our families is because this guy <laughs> went out and cut some trails but he couldn't use an ipad <laughs> he couldn't use an ipad we didn't get on Madco until we bought a couple million dollar building to build our first truck center in. And so it's like, you know, this guy who loves technology and loves to be on the cutting edge, we didn't even have Madden Co. or iPads until then. We still don't have them in all the trucks. No, no, no. So, I 100% you know, agree. Yeah, it's like human nature to want to protect your way of doing it because that's the way you cut the trail. Sometimes, sometimes you do have a guy like a Tahir or a Wes who says, you know what, the guy behind me, the reason I'm a trailblazer is because I've cut it down. They shouldn't have to fight the weeds. Right. And so they bring people in that vein behind them. So I think you'll have some of that development, right. but it'll be whoever in the company or whoever in that industry starts that process. And it, I think it'll take a I, long, long I time agree. before they I mean, it's just, it makes me think of when they first started doing like the self-service McDonald's machines. Oh. And it was like the fast food industry mm -hmm. is over. Mm -hmm. Like there's never going to be a need for workers. And that was- Everybody just ignores it and goes- <laughs> That was like, that was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. There's yeah. still fast food workers. I still mm -hmm. see those machines maybe in one every five McDonald's. There's one at the pilot up up in Franklin. Nobody uses it. <laughs> Literally yeah. nobody uses it. Yeah, literally, yeah. it's just collecting dust. And yeah, I was gonna I say, just like, just like Wes couldn't use an iPad, my dad 
Just oh, like, just like old no. Wes. My dad likes to pretend. He likes to pretend that he's like, yeah, how do take I? Take it till you make how it. Do I, <laughs> how do I send this email? And I'm like, yeah. you sent like 20 emails today. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. Or like, how do I post this on Facebook? Can oh, you post this on yeah. Facebook for me? I have a funny story about your dad. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. So when I first met. Careful. T- I, I'm, being, I'm very careful. <laughs> so when I first met to here, uh, I switched. I went from in the company when I got into sales as three a little over three years ago. And so being um, situated in sort of the way that I am, being mm-hmm. the nephew. Right. And uh, I'm at least the third favorite. And so- <laughs> At uh, least. Wes, Wes took me around and he's like, all right, you're, I'm gonna, you're gonna take care of some accounts. These are, these are like, I don't care what's burning down. These are accounts that you maintain and you take care of them. And so Tahir was on there at some point, BIH was in there, Clover, those kind of guys. Right. So when I first started dealing with Tahir and Taz, Spike was in the seat. God you're, rest his soul. And you're, yep, amen. And uh, your Wes calls up Tahir and he's like, hey, I'm gonna bring a new guy over. You're not gonna deal with Phil anymore, you're gonna deal with Tim. And when Tahir's like, yes, yes, bring him over, you know? And then they're <laughs> just chatting like they do. And for some reason, they all they're always yelling at each other through the phone. But I know they can hear each other. <laughs> so we come over and to here's he's already downstairs just wandering around waiting. And so I shake his hand and I'm just chatting with him, you know, and I met you that day and your hair was a little longer. And uh so then, you know, didn't kind of talk to him for a, a couple of months. Talked to Spike a lot. Every now and again, I would check in on him. How you doing to here? I'd call him. Ah, oh, just just send texts. So I would text him. <laughs> his replies. If you go back and look at my at the transcripts, it's like one, two, three word replies. Okay, good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, my friend. He always says my friend. I love that about him. And so, up until the last deal where he wanted to buy a few hundred tires, then suddenly. It's like having Steven Spielberg in your phone <laughs> because he's got questions and it comes through in, in paragraph <laughs> And so I'm trying to answer and he's hammering. He's like, what about this? And how about that? And what about this? And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because the whole time I thought he could barely text <laughs> and he's just blown. <laughs> and I've got like six pages across two days. And at the every end, thanks, my friend. Thanks, my friend. Every single time. That might have been Aaron so he on is, the other end. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I talked to him and I thought that I was like, somebody's got to be. He's like, nope. And then I watch him text somebody. I'm like, yeah, he's been he's been sandbagging the whole he's, time. He's a sandbagger. He's, he's definitely sandbagger. a sandbagger. You, you didn't answer my my question though. What's mm-hmm. in the future for Anella? Well, since I'm not um, a big part of this specific um, company, since I am doing things on my own, I mean, I would love to work on growing my company. And then my husband has recently started a construction company. Well, let's plug both of those real quick. <laughs> Shout out Fet Byronella. Shout out Taz Building and Design. Yeah. So he started his own um, contracting company. and Excellent. Um, She's the design part. He's the building part, right? Hey, let him know you got a good tire vendor there. (laughs) (laughs) In case he needs any for his dump trucks and all that, right? Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the the wedding planning and event stuff that's been a lot of fun, but I think we are starting to put more focus into like the building and growing that um, business. Mm -hmm. 
I knew your wedding thing was going to be successful because I started having to stack all the tires <laughs> in between the bays inside yes. because there were tables and yes. chairs. And your mom came out. She's like, don't hit none of this stuff. <laughs> Take it inside there. And then Tahir came down. And he's like, no, put it back like, in the warehouse. Put it in the warehouse. Yeah, he, he's not happy about the warehouse. He was like, hey. And he's like, I've got a two-bay warehouse out here. He's like, Why got- can't we put it in there? And I said, well, come here, Tahir. And we go and we open the door. And your mom's in there. And she's like, "Take these tires <laughs> on the other side, so we're rolling them out, stacking them in between the alignment. No, they they did clean out the cross dock so that if yeah. we need to, we can transload stuff. So <laughs> they did work limited. with us on that. It's yeah, yeah, we can, we can fit one forklift like this. Yeah. It literally yeah. has to go straight from one trailer yeah. into the other. There's no there's no putting stuff. The out. last thing that you guys had room for in there was a pallet of about 15 windshields. Yes, and we I was afraid we were going to break one of those just rolling the tires back out of the house <laughs> on the other side. So, congratulations on that business. It looks Thank like you're. Yeah. Going great, so. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. We, I've been encouraged by watching you two, you know, as a second generation, really. That means a lot. Um, Thank you. We, 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 we do have conversations about, you know, in the Bosnian community, that first generation was really just a grind it out. And then their kids, you know, were able to kind of go to school, learn some things and, mm-hmm. and kind of drift out, kind of like you're kind of drifting, you yeah. know, but you feel a pull somewhere where you yeah. feel kind of a an inward pull. Mm-hmm. Well, we're finding a lot of companies don't have that, mm-hmm. that legacy yeah. succession plan. And we're seeing, you know, just the, 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 they're kind of, they're kind of dropping a little yeah. bit. They're getting complacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of folks, I think Bosnia, you know, I think most most of the folks have gotten, um, you know, I know a lot of guys are, you know, running back and forth to Tuzla all the time. And yes. So they're, they're creating some things over there that, you know. To, For sure. So, I'm, you know, we wonder what's going to go on in 5, 10, 15 years, right. you know, and uh, we, we, we kind of think that there's probably going to be maybe three to five players and that'll be about it. And, in the trucking know, industry. Yeah. 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 When you yeah. Look I at definitely that. agree with that, yeah. especially with the smaller. I think companies. that's 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 kind of a, the reason that's feeding into the, the, the terrible rates is that there is so many trucks out there. There is so many trucking companies out there that are hauling all these cheap loads that it's like, all right, if yeah. you're not going to take it, this guy, Billy Bob, with Ryder, a truck down the road. Right. Ryder was big in that. Swift and Knight both are into that. Right. When you look at who has increased their presence. Those two and three companies, you know, where they're buying each other up. Right. Swift acquired Knight, or Knight rather acquired Swift. And right. I think they're in the process of buying another one. And, and when you look at those kind of things, those companies don't have the same flavor or the same vision that like a Taz or a Best One has. And so there's they don't need a succession plan because they just hire in the next guy that's going to yeah. do the job. What makes what brings the flavor and brings the success into a family business like you have, like we have, is that the idea that you're not building this here wasn't building Taz for them. He was building it for you. Absolutely. And for your kids and for their kids. Same thing with Wes and Sophie. Wes weren't building it just for Wes and Sophie. They were building it for every generation that comes after. And if you look at the arc of the modern business, most of them die out generation two or three. Mm -hmm. That's the spot. So, and it's usually that transition from generation two to generation three, because if the desire's not there and the vision's not shared and the goals aren't there, uh, they just have no direction to go in. And I think, I know that my generation struggles with 
having folks that aren't necessarily extremely excited about going and working real hard. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so right. When you get to that point where you're generation two and three, there you have to be careful and you have to handpick and train and culture. And, you know, I mean, it's a lot of mentoring that goes into that. And, you know, you guys have obviously been mentored by people that you consider to be great people that are your heroes. The same thing happens in Best One. Myself, my brother Tyler, my cousin Noah, we're all mentored by the same one of the same guys is sitting here, Wes, and we have these little pinpricks out in the world, mm -hmm. guys that we can talk to mm -hmm. that inspire us and, and have done great things. Uh, there's a Tom Sander out there. There's a John Zerker. There's guys like a, a Dave Mitchell out of Ohio and a Jim Jones in Michigan. These are guys that are, are visionary people right. that are willing to pour into the next generation because everything they're doing is not for them. Mm -hmm. They've become less so that others can become more. And when they drop that importance of themselves, great and incredible things happen. Right. And right, you build right. a giant business center. You right. Put your name right out there on the sign, and then you name the road that comes into it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm it's sure not on Google yet, by the way. <laughs> it's not, man. It pisses me off. With that? I don't know. When when we deliver stuff here, you deliver it to 6318 Taz. Not yeah. even Taz Court. It's just Taz, which yeah. is, I mean, if it gets here, it gets on here. Brand. Yeah. It took, right. it took Wes yeah. about a year for them to understand the 200 tobacco road existed. <laughs> they just kept keeping our mail. <laughs> Well, I've been very, very proud of you too. So it's really we appreciate that. You got great parents. Love them both. Um, I uh, I just want to say thank you guys for coming out today. We really appreciated <laughs> oh, it. Man, it was, thank uh, you so much. This, this is awesome. was so fun. This was great. so much fun. Yeah. Um, shout out to the guys at Best One. If you need any tires, amen. Call, hey, call Tim yeah. at 270-392-0364. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Shameless plug. Yeah. Yep. Shameless plug, baby. Shameless yeah. plug. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Um, but Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Wes. If you ever thank want you, us Tim. back, just holler. We'll come oh, back and absolutely. waste another hour of your life. You know? <laughs> I am all for it. I am all for it. But this has been TazCast signing off. Bye, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We started this podcast because we love what we do and love getting to showcase the Taz brand. If you enjoyed what you heard, subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts or follow us on Instagram at Taz Trucking.